Hey, Craig, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Good. Um, so Harper was going to wear her Aaron Judge jersey today because, you know. Right, yep. And, I get, it's fair. Yeah. It's I mean, fair. So your, your daughter, when you know when she rolls to the Bucks game, she rolls in her Steph Curry jersey. I mean. She does. So uh, would you be okay if Harper uh, dropped her Aaron Judge jersey on you? I'm all right with that because that's a loyal, loyal fan, and uh, you got to respect that. Uh, uh, Rowan is still checking. Uh, Golden State box scores every night wow, uh, this even year, with the even with them having a down year. So I, I know she's a true Golden State fan. Yeah, that is loyalty. So first, uh, just how about this event every year? I think it's so cool that the players, like Ryan Braun, after over a decade, is here. Every single guy from the team shows up. It's amazing how the fans do, but with the players and all the demands on them, what makes it that every single guy you know, really tries to be here uh, each year? Yeah, I, I think our players get it. I think they get it because they see, you know, they interact with the fans during the season. And, um, look, we know Milwaukee's not the biggest city in the United States, uh, but we know what the stadium looks like on a nightly basis. Uh, we travel around the country going to other parks, and we know these parks, um, uh, you know, in some really big cities aren't as full, and, and there's not as many fans in the stadium, and it means something. And I don't, it's not hard to figure out. It really isn't. And it... Uh, when you're playing in Miller Park and there's atmosphere there, um, it's it, it means something, and I think that uh, the players, you know, sense it, and that's why uh, you know this, this is also a good event. I think they do fan fest. The Brewers do fan fest right. We were just talking about that earlier with some players. They do it right, um, and that's why players enjoy it. Harper, what do you want to ask? Um, what do you think about the cheating that was happening? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, look, it's, um, you know, I think what we found out is that in the, in the competitive world of sports and where people are really, really competitive, um, it's, it's important to be diligent about the rules. And um, in everybody's job, you have choices to make. You have, you have ethics, it's called. Uh, it's a good class to take. I think probably we should be required to take that class a little bit more in high school and college, but ethics are important. And uh, there, we found some people who, who broke the rules and were, who were ethically were wrong. Were you surprised? Because everyone's always trying to steal signs different ways, and and there were some rumblings about this. When you actually found out what the Astros were, were you surprised, or were you like not surprising that someone's doing stuff like that? Um, I think every rule is. We're in. A, I think culturally, try to push everything, and you're trying to push for advantages. So it's not not surprising necessarily. Um, technology has happened really fast in a lot of areas of our life, and it exposed some some uh, some kind of traditional methods of trying to get an edge and kind of put some teams over the edge. Yeah, it's so crazy. And you guys went to Houston uh, this year, right? I mean, yeah, we did, yeah, we did play in Houston this so year, yeah. It, did you guys do anything different? Like, like had you heard rumors? Well, did you guys there, do look, things different there, in Houston? We didn't do anything different. I think, you know... There's teams that were are legally trying to get your signed, which is you're, you're completely allowed to do. So there's a, they they you're always on edge for that, really, no matter where you go. Um, so you're and, and you're more careful with Houston uh, because they were uh, good at it. So it's that that was kind of the word that was out, and so you take a little more precaution. But um, obviously, they took things a little too far. Yeah, and uh, turning uh, to this year, how about all the new faces? You know, you guys had such. Amazing chemistry, right? And you have such a good group of guys, and you kind of fall in love with the team. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you deal with it emotionally, thinking about all the the differences? Because I think as fans, it's tough in the off season. You know, when you get attached to guys, 
as a manager, these guys play so hard for you. I assume it's it's kind of tough, right, this time of year thinking about it. Yeah, it, but I think we've had change before. We had we had quite a bit of change in 17, and that, that, that was a really, really fun team that was put together with a lot of new guys. So um, I think anytime you've had success, change is always hard. Um, but it is a... It, it, it's a reality in our market that that has to happen. We have to be able to um, find the next player that's going to be successful for us, and so that's what we had to do. Some of our players that that left signed very lucrative contracts. Uh, great for them, um, but we're you know kind of moving on to the next next round of guys that hopefully we can help uh, play better and, and and get a great contract someday. And how does that work for you in the off season? You and David Stern seemingly have worked so well together, and you spent some time in the front office before managing how, how how do you guys work together and how how much uh do you get to be a part of uh this time of year yeah i'd say i'm probably more on the consultant side i mean we've we've put together a you know thousands and thousands of man hours putting together a really really good process to to identify these players and so it's you know it's david's job and it's his staff's job to to put together that process um and I, I think i act as a resource for them as much as anything but uh it's it's really their time of the year yeah so who are the uh who are the new guys to watch uh for fans uh you know who are uh, who are you know excited to see some new names yeah I, I mean there's there's a bunch of them i mean i think the, the one i'll highlight is avisel garcia um yeah, I think he's a really important player for us. He's 28 years old as a free agent, which is really rare, and that's that's why we're so excited about him is to get a free agent really in the prime. Generally, free agents are a little more on the on the back of their career. And he's it's been prime. playing with a winning team, but kind of in Tampa, right? You don't people right. don't notice him, right? So I think he's really a player we think has another step left in him as a player that's not, you know, he's in his prime, and, and you rarely get free agents like that. Um, I think Josh Lindblom, the pitcher we signed that was in Korea the last two years, is a really important player for us. Uh, we, starting pitching is something that uh, is going to be really important for us. Uh, we always feel like we don't have enough, and, and uh, so getting good performance out of him is critical. I mentioned Ryan Braun uh, earlier as we chat with Craig Council. What's it like to see him, you know, the guy he was as a player when he was the MVP, and now seeing, you know, it seems like he's... You know, he's Christian Yelich's biggest, like, supporter, right? And they're California strong together. But he's still a producing elite player. Just the maturity and kind of the leadership you've seen, you know, Ryan over the years. Yeah, I, I really don't think Ryan's got enough credit for, you know, we talk about uh, culture and things like that. He, he's, he's the staple in this. He's the guy that's been here through all of this. Um, and he's done a great job in, in reproducing this. He's done a great job in transitioning into... You know, like you said, the MVP to um, to to really holding up our MVP too, and and so I, I appreciate everything Ryan does. I think um, he gets it. That's that's the biggest thing I have to say about Ryan is he really gets it. He gets where he's at in his career. He gets what his job is on this year's team. Um, he knows why he's important. Uh, he knows he's a presence to a, to our lineup. Uh, so he gets all those things, and that, that makes him really really valuable. And how about uh, your center fielder? Uh who had an incredible year defensively, um, a little off year for him uh, offensively. Um, what do you, what's uh, Lorenzo Kane? What do you expect from him this year? Yeah, I think for Lorenzo, we, he just went through one of those years where he was never 100%. He probably got there in September, and then you know the last weekend hurts his hurts his knee um, or hurts his hamstring. So it's it's 
We just—he just had one of those years where he never got healthy. He was just banged up all year. And, uh, and is he just one of those? You know, he just wants to play through everything, so he—he's not even gonna yeah, let himself I mean, I, go I on think, the injured list. I think he's—he's—he's he's, he's a really tough dude, um, and and you love that. Uh, but it had its limits, and it and it hurt him last year. There's no question. Yeah, it is an exciting uh, time of year, and I, I guess the the last thing I want to ask is just September. And we texted a few times during it, and you kind of, like, you believed in this team and the process. What was it when Christian Yelich went down that led no one on this team seemingly to flinch? Yeah, I, we, I think we had started it before Christian went down. I think it had, had started. Uh, we had a re- weekend in, in Wrigley where I thought things really turned. Uh, we went and had a homestand, and we had a wonderful homestand, end up getting three out of four against the Cubs. And so when we finished that stretch of the season, it was Cubs, Astros, Cubs, and we kind of were playing well coming out of that. The schedule opened up a little bit. And Brent Suter had made himself a guy, and he he really controlled, like every other day, he controlled the middle of the game. And so the pieces were coming together, and you, I could see it. Um, and, and so when Christian went down, it was, it was, it was, it made us worse, but we still pitched so darn good that um, that we ended up winning a whole bunch so, of games. Uh, and the year before, it was like Knable, right? Who all yeah. of a sudden became unhittable in yeah. September, then Suter giving you all those innings. What is, if, if do you have a single memory that stands out from September? I was saying it, that moment when Ryan Braun has, has swung the bat with the bases loaded, and you're watching on TV, and he's looking at it, and you're like, wait, is he looking at it like it's gone, or is he looking at it like he just missed it? That was the moment for me, especially because it was Braun on that day. Is there, is there a September moment from that? Yeah, run? I mean, that's the, the first one that pops into my mind before you started talking was, was Braun in St. Louis. Um, that, that was an incredible game. I mean, one of those games where you, you're going to lose the game and then you won the game. And, and you don't expect it, but uh, it was something else. And uh, that was a great memory for sure. Yeah, and are you, I, I have to ask, are you, over, are you over the last game of the season? Uh, you know, it, it was one of the, it's, it's a tough game. It, I don't know if you ever really get over it. I think you, you end up thinking about it a whole bunch. Um, so and, you wake up, like, on a random Tuesday and you're, and you're thinking about well, it, it? It's a frustrating game because I don't know. There's nothing you could have really done differently. The game played out exactly how we wanted it. And um, we were four outs away. It's a, a crazy hit by pitch, a, a blooper to center. And so you don't so you don't wake up and think, God, Pomerantz had another inning in him. I no, should have no, scrapped my plan. No, because I know he didn't. I, I should have scrapped yeah. my plan. Because he didn't. The, he was gassed and he was yep. done. And so I, that never... No, that, so that's that got to be, be the, that's gotta be the yeah. good part of it, right? Yeah, that you, you did everything right. And no, that's the, the bad part is we lost. Because so <laughs> you can do things wrong and you win and you're really happy. <laughs> and so the Nationals winning the World Series, does that make it even worse or does that make it better? Well, it, what's interesting is that they ended up winning a whole bunch of games basically that exact way. I mean, yeah. they really earned the World Series the way they won it. They came back against great relievers late in games. Uh, they beat Josh Hader. They beat, uh, you know, the, the Astros guys. So it's... They did it the entire postseason, winning games late just like that. So when I when I look at the Nationals winning the World Series, like those dudes earned it, man. That that was the team that should have won this year. Yeah. Well, well, Jason Wildey started by saying how much it meant to him when you did that first commercial talking about you know we were bo- like this isn't a choice we were born with this, and at that time the team was kind of just maybe coming into its own. 
I mean, this this run's just been incredible, and I, I want to thank you along with the uh, fans here for what you've meant and uh, what you do for this team. And uh, being a hometown uh, kid uh, doing this just means so much to this fan base. So thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Harper. Yeah. Craig Council, uh, manager of your Milwaukee Brewers, coming off an incredible season and telling Harper he would have been okay with the uh, Aaron Judge jersey today. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Uh, we'll have more from Brewers on Deck at the Wisconsin Center. Corey Knabel, Jeff Levering, and more. Full day up until 5 o'clock here on ESPN Wisconsin. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand.